Hi, I'm Cyril Literate. I'm a tech entrepreneur out of the UK and I'm a founder of Neurobotics. I have an AI-based startup that plans to automate the way we do things. Welcome to the Careerfluencer podcast, the place to feel inspired, get advice, and everything you need to kickstart your career growth. Question is, are you ready? You're listening to episode five. Thanks for joining us. This is Cynthia Heisch. I'm the CEO and founder of Careerfluencer and your host. Today we have Cyril as our featured guest. And you might know him from his Instagram, Day in the Life of a Techie. So naturally, this episode is about all things tech, automation, the future of work, and how all of this will impact your career. And look, whether or not you currently work in tech, this is definitely an episode you won't want to miss. So without further ado, here we go. Okay, so hi Cyril. So I'm so excited to have you on the Career Fluencer podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's always an honor to be on here and keep with you. And I know that, okay, I was excited to bring you on because, you know, you're very active on social. You have your day in the life of a techie and you also are really, you know, insightful in terms of like giving kind of tips and suggestions about careers so what kind of inspired you to do that uh it was kind of it's kind of got me to the point where i was like a lot of people see how you like see what you're doing especially in terms of like you're successful you're a founder you've made some money um you have a great job you love what you do you're passionate you have a great charisma but how did you get there what's the backstory so i was like you know what let me not let me not sugarcoat this and say hey guess what you wake up one morning overnight, you're success. It's not. It takes a lot of work, and people underestimate that. And we in this we're in this culture where it's like instant gratification, whereas we want things now. I put a music song out there. I I I have a, I have a a project I'm working on. I want to be successful today. No, it takes time. It takes average on ten thousand hours to be an expert or be a pro or something. Um. So the whole the whole motif behind that was just, hey, guess what? I'm going to show what it is in a day in the life of techie and the struggles and the the problems and the solutions and how I come up with things to show how people how people I think like to show people like hey this is what I do um this is what you should do and you know you were saying about how people kind of like underestimate the what all is in this you know and thinking back to when you were kind of building your career and figuring things out um what was kind of that moment that made you think uh there's a lot that is in store for my future or there's so much more I want to do. Yeah, it started from, um, I used to work in a research lab at um, a UTA where um, I used to go to school with Cynthia. Um, and the crazy part was that uh, I worked for the dean under the College of Engineering and um, College of Computer Science. Um, and what happened was I was working in a research lab. We're developing a lot of high-tech robotics, assistive robotics with people with injuries, sleep apnea, mental problems, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, hey, like, like there's much more to this, right? Why well, can I elevate my game? Um, and what happened was I was an undergrad and there were a lot of PhD students. So I was undershunned. So I, I ventured out and took that risk, right? That risk is not 
for everybody, right? As I was saying, and sometimes as I was talking about, um, there's two types of of of, of entrepreneurs. There's entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs in, and entrepreneurs. So there's two different things. Intra is external. Intra is internal. Um, and in my business, I've had people who are entrepreneurs, like my CTO. He's developed a lot of stuff and succeeded in the company and gone on to do great and amazing things. Um, but he didn't have to create his own company. Um, and that being said, you can stem and create innovation and, and promote resilience and all these different traits of, of new mindsets and new way of doing things internally without doing ex- externally. Um, that being said, externally is much harder. It takes a lot, of, a lot of process, a lot of thinking, a lot of time, a lot of resources, which people don't have. Um, but it's not for everyone, as I was saying. And the best way to do that is gain some experience and learn what you want to do before doing your own thing. I had experience of working in a research lab learning AI and machine learning. So I was able to take that knowledge and skill set and apply it to the field I want. I didn't just randomly say, hey, guess what? Self-taught. I know how to do this and how to yeah. do that. Yeah. Sure, yeah. <laughs> it's really, really great um, to, to, to venture off. It takes longer. It takes a lot of resilience and time, which most people in this day and age, especially younger generation, millennials and Gen Z, are not willing to take. Oh, that being said. And I think that, I think you're exactly right about the whole entrepreneur versus intrapreneur and that's something that you know being an entrepreneur I feel like you hear how cool and like hip Mm -hmm. it is nowadays Mm -hmm. to become an entrepreneur and there's so much of that out there um, that we hear there's an active conversation about entrepreneurship and I think that's rightfully why a lot of people in our generation are so interested in that. And I mean, I'm an entrepreneur myself also. Of course, I'm never gonna say anything bad about pursuing what you want, but I love how you also mentioned entrepreneurship because you know that's exactly what I did when I built my career. And I literally didn't even know what that word meant. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't even know it existed. I thought it was a typo, not even joking. Yeah. So, you know, an entrepreneurship is, I think something that people kind of overlook, right? Like there is value to building your career within a company before you decide to step out. And, you know, thinking back to your career, do you think that, you know, are there times when you wish that you maybe did that? Or do you think it's not for everyone? Or like, how does someone determine entrepreneurship versus entrepreneurship with their path? Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of started from stem from where I came from. As a kid growing up, um, I always tried to be pioneer and do new things, doing a lot of crazy things growing up. But specifically when it came down to like a team settings, um, I was semi like leadership. I, wasn't, I was more like vice president in the back row. And I said to myself, let me try and venture around and see if I can lead people. I would have great charisma. Um, I'll play to my traits. But specifically, it took time and took development or as a person, figuring out what my skills, key skill sets were. And also what was the legacy I wanted to live? Because um, at that time, um, I, as I was graduating college, um, I got contacted by a recruiter for Google. And I was like, they're like, hey, like, if you're interested in roles, we have roles available. I see you're graduating. Would you be interested in this and this? So I contacted them, proceeded to the interview, um, and kind of bailed because I was like, hey, I have a, a drone company I'm working on. And if it does, if it does succeed, I'm going to walk away from it. And it did have Wait, a- so you're saying that you... <laughs> You kind of ignored Google. <laughs> yeah, when yeah, they were it was contacting you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the recruiter contacted me, and I kind of pushed it aside. I was like, "Hey, I kind of oh missed you back on LinkedIn." That's awesome. And and it's a, it, I, I regret that, right? I regret that because um, that being said, I went to a Google conference this May, um, and actually, I was 
um, my startup is part of Google for Startups program where they help you resource-wise, mentorship-wise, um, help you elevate your business, put you in touch with the right people, which is really great. It's a great ecosystem. And I was a little bit naive at the time. I was a little bit young. I was like, yeah, gung-ho. I can do everything myself. I think I'm the boss. But in reality, you need people. You need a network. You need people, a resource behind you, people that support network, that can support you in terms of what you're doing. You can't just do it by yourself. Um, and I was very naive in that point. Um, and that being said, I spoke with one of the guys at Google, senior partners and stuff, and he's like, yeah, we just launched not too long ago, not too long ago something called Area 120, where it's like an incubator inside of Google where people can create their own ideas. Previously, um, Google allowed people to spend 20% of the time working on projects um, like Gmail, like Google Maps. Um, and then and you what mean internal was, employees used to internal have employees, right? Yeah. Okay. Internal employees, that being said. Um, they spend 20% of the time working a project, but Google owns and they can develop that project on. Now it's spun up to a separate project, which is Area 120, where you can um, create your own, it's like an incubator of projects you work on. And if it's viable and it's feasible and it works, to go ahead and give the resources um, to build that out and grow that and manage that project, which is amazing. I did not know that um, at that time. They just recently created it. So hindsight, going back, I would have done that because having re Google's resources network would be huge and having them on your resume would be huge. Um, yeah. That being said, I kind of didn't know that until um, you, you, you kind of go along and learn and all through these different processes. So I've made those mistakes. So I'm here to give you guys a little bit of information and not per se, not per se persuade you, but inform you in the sense of like there are tools out there. There are ways to climb the corporate ladder and to get yourself into that position where you can elevate your game and lead people whilst also being affecting people in your career and influencing people in that in that sense rather than saying hey like i have to go and do especially entrepreneurship entrepreneurship is very cutthroat um like having a business like you can make a lot of money one month and one month you have zero right and you sleep on a friend's couch so it's very it's very tough and rough and if you want some kind of stability and you have a lot going on you have a family that might be the best time to do that um especially with that you might want to have a career and some money and go off and venture off and do your own thing but per se, coming out of college is really tough off the bat, um, especially coming from a certain area or a certain degree or doing this. It might create more, a lot of complexities, especially um, because it's like, hey, you want to do a business in tech, right? But you have a finance degree. It's very hard to kind of make that pivot and find those people without having a good, strong background, um, especially working in, in corporate background or working for somebody. You need that kind of experience and that cash flow, and that's what most people lack, and that's what most people don't have. So, so it's always good to do that. And had I known hindsight, I would have done that. But now I am where I am. So I'm just <laughs> giving a little bit, snippet, a little bit of information on what I would recommend to do going forward. And I think, I mean, I, that's like such a fascinating story to me because like, I think that when you are naturally kind of like that super ambitious and driven mm -hmm. and career-minded, like really focused professional, um, you'll start to realize you're kind of the minority versus mm -hmm. the majority. And that, I had no idea about that. You know, I thought everybody just really, really, really was obsessed with their career like I was. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. apparently <laughs> I'm like some sort of like dork, you know, or an outlier, but you know, don't, don't let yourself also get kind of caught in the kind of things that can happen by being hyper ambitious or super confident and your example of how like you wish you kind of rethought you know the offer that was on the table instead of just saying no and 
just moving along, you know, I do think it's important that anytime you do get an opportunity or an offer, even if it's something that you literally hate or like you cannot imagine doing, if you have nothing else on the plate, go for it, you know, because it's in my mind, I'm thinking you, why not? And that's something that I've experienced too, where I was like, oh, I don't want to go in that project or you know and your boss is like come on like we really think you'd be good just listen sometimes you know the world knows better (laughs) about what you should do than you do i think if you could like go back and think about you when you were kind of in that phase of first five years and you're really a go-getter and you're seeing you know the career paths of your friends and then yours like what do you think is one thing that people kind of overlook or don't pay enough attention to when it comes to their career building? Uh, I'll say like making an impact. I'll say like in terms of like intrinsic and extrinsic motivator, like my roommate, um, right as I finished college, um, was a guy, I'm not going to say his name, but he works with Panasonic. Um, and he started as an entry level, um, engineer, um, technical engineer. Um, he was in Australia working there. And then he got transferred to the U.S. to work there. And then he went from level one to level two to level three. He was earning a pretty good amount. Like he was an engineer for Panasonic. So he had to go to a site in California, New York. So he was flying a lot. And it was amazing for him. Um, and I never knew that Panasonic, such a company, was giving all these expenses and covering this and covering that. I thought I was like, whoa. I was like, like it's crazy. He even said, hey, come work with me, so on and so forth. I was like, I got stuff going on. But the crazy part was that he was able to progress over time by just working his like excuse my language but working constantly 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 like 2 a.m in the morning they'll call him and say hey we need a bug fix blah 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 and he pick up the call and over time um so slowly progressed from a level four engineer to regional manager which is pretty huge in less than two years he's been in the u.s and he was like whoa everyone was like jealous everyone was like how do you get a promotion yeah 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 but as he did that he learned how to to, to, to carry himself a little better in terms of like networking meeting people just relationship management, like like business development. So instead of being an engineer specifically, you learn how to just manage and delegate over time and how people's emotions and extrinsic motivators, intrinsic motivators by helping people here and there and help them out, right? So eventually he got to a point where they saw how well he had done and how much efficiencies he had put in through the hours he was working that um, the, the vice president of North America invited him over to his place for dinner. Um, and eventually, they're just making jokes and stuff. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. When I retire now, I'm going to go ahead and, and you're going to take over my role. And you're like, wait, what? Like, really? He's like, yeah, you've been the best employee across the board. So now he has an opportunity in less than five years to potentially go VP, which is huge. And it's like just alone working. Like, he, like 3 a.m. in the morning, I'll be sleeping and he will, he will be working. Like, he's relentless. Like, and and he keeps he keeps on complaining like he be telling other people's girlfriend like the reason why I'm working overtime is late so I could pay all these bills and do all this stuff. People don't realize like when it comes down push comes down to shove, you have to have to work overtime and do I take even in my in my field of work right I'm working eighty hours right like sometimes hundred you have to do what you want to take go overtime because someone is going to be going out there doing more work than you so if you're not willing to put in the time and effort you can't expect that result right um, and that's oh my and gosh that's, yes. Hey, so, so he's, he's, he's gone from a level one engineer all the way to region manager and potentially VP now just by working inside a company. Um, and he even came and talked to me sometimes, hey, I need help with this. I need help with this software. I need help with ideas. So I would give him, lend him a hand and give him information um, on what to do. And now he's applying those techniques and ideas and just go to work. 
um, and working his way up, working his way up um, the different levels. And he he didn't plan on um, he didn't plan on like working up so fast. He just put a lot of time, resource, efforts, and and make sure he's making an impact and connecting with with each each individual in terms of like um, low employees, high employees, corporate. Um, senior level partners and so on and so forth to, to make sure they understand his full potential and what you can bring to the table. Um, so that's an example. That, you know, like the quote, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And whenever I see someone who I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, they're really sharp. Um, yeah. They have a lot of potential, but sometimes they end up being the, you know, kind of laziest people on the mm-hmm. team. Yeah. And that's so heartbreaking because yes you have so much to bring to the table and i know you can accomplish it you know and move you know and do big things really quickly however the first thing you need to do is i would say work hard Mm because you don't realize your kind of limits until you push yourself and then once things start moving then you can try working smart but first Focus on what's in front of you. And I love that example because it's like, it doesn't matter how, what age you are nowadays. It doesn't matter even what background you have or your degree. At the end of the day, it's about who shows up and does the job. And if nobody cares how smart you are, if you're not performing, right? Yeah. Who shows up, who doesn't give up, who's consistent. It's consistency over time. That's what I tell people. It's like, it's like, People don't realize when I'm on a computer, as one thing I'm like, hey, it's like, why do you do this? Why do you use your mouse? I'm like, I use my keyboard because there's three or four milliseconds between clicking on the icon versus typing it out, right? Um, and using spotlight search. So it's like, I'm saving three seconds over a year compounded over 10 years. There's a lot of time I'm saving. So people are like, why do you use a mouse as much? I'm like, because I can just use a keyboard and just type things out and it's much faster. Um, so is that, is that small micro compound effect over time because the net effect? And that's what people don't realize. People think, Oh yeah, just it's just gonna happen. It's, you have to put time in, time in, time in, and hours and hours and hours in, and never give up. Um, I'm bringing to that point. Um, grit is very important, but a lot of people lack grit. Um, and there's one survey I think I posted on Instagram a while back saying that um, West Point, which is one of the top military points, um, military academies in the U.S., um, you have to have a perfect SAT score and you have to be nominated by a senator. That means there's a very very high criteria to get in. I think there's about twelve thousand people that make it through West Point, and of that. Only one in five make it to, to, to graduating because they all quit because they didn't have grit, right? And it wasn't specifically those who had the most talent. It was those who show up every single time over time and who had patience and resilience. Those are two things, and perseverance. Without that, you cannot, you can't, you, can't, you can't go anywhere or achieve anything substantial in terms of like West Point or even a career or anything because you need to have that resilience, that persistence. And also that passion to go through because there's going to be times where you wake up in the morning and I say, oh, man, slow days, gloomy outside. I can't even do this. And you get really tired and get demotivated. You have to show up, right? 100% is showing up. Like I tell people, people are like, oh, well, the person's late five minutes, 10 minutes, but at least he showed up. Most people wouldn't even show up, right? So half, half of it is showing up, but showing up on time is, is extra, right? Um, and and, and that, that being said, showing up on time, being consistent, there's so many multiple traits that you can have. Um, just, just, just to elevate your game because a lot of people don't don't want to go the extra mile, right? They want to say, "Hey, guess what? I've done the bare minimum." And they're like almost proud of doing the bare minimum, which, oh my goodness, I can't even. 
like <laughs> that's so backwards you know <laughs> like why would it why would you want to be okay with just kind of coasting in your career mm -hmm. why wouldn't you want to be putting yourself out there and accomplishing bigger you know you're capable of doing more mm -hmm. why are you letting yourself kind of sink into mediocrity if you're if you have those thoughts and if you have that determination and that resilience then i believe that there's so many opportunities in today's world if you put the work in i yeah. totally agree so i mean this is like all so much stuff i feel like each of these little topics could be their own entire episode but <laughs> um just to wrap up is there anything else that you would suggest if someone's like well what can i do today cyril like what advice would you give me that i should start doing right now what would you say i would say um see how you can apply technology to your area of work how you can work faster um how you can compound that micro effect um like a quick fact is that in the next five years, 25% of all jobs in the U.S. are going to be replaced by computers. For example, yeah. um, J.P. Morgan um, just recently announced that majority of the traders, if they don't know how to code in the next 10 years, five years, are going to get replaced. So it's like you have to apply some kind of technology out there because there are robots, say the least, or AI that's going to compete with you. So not only are you competing with people, now you're competing with robots and machines, so you cannot get complacent. So you have to go over and beyond and say, a little bit scary and gloomy at first when you think about it, but it is going to happen. Um, and I gave a TED Talk about it, and I was like, hey, the whole goal with what we're working on is not to automate people's jobs, but to say, hey, how can we empower people, right? How can we use technology to help you do things better? Before, when you had to do an Excel spreadsheet, you had to do paper, pen, balance the books, and get the books. Now you have QuickBooks, now you have Excel. You have all these online tools that are empowering you to do a job which would take you 10 hours or five hours. You're doing it in one hour. Technically, technology is not replacing. It's actually empowering. That's what I tell people to say, hey, look and out like there. optimizing, you know? Exactly. Optimizing yeah. is a key word. In, in, mm -hmm. in all algorithms, it's about optimizing. How do you optimize the problem? How do you find the best solution, right? Um, and just, just even your workflow is like, hey, I need two monitors to make me work faster. Hey, can I have two monitors because I can have one document here, one browser here? I could read things, I could do things. Um, how do you optimize things to be more efficient, right? Um, so basically you finish your task faster, right? Um, rather than you taking 20 hours to get something done, that actually saves the business time by you optimizing those tasks. So I would say go ahead and, and challenge the management or challenge the people that you work with and say, hey, like, I want to optimize my game. I want to bring it to another level. I want to use tech to empower myself. So find ways and new ways to communicate that with management and say specifically say, hey, guess what? I want to go to the next level. I want to use technology to empower my skill set. The multiple ways you can get a 1% edge by saying, hey, talk to the company rather than spending a big budget for you to do an MBA. Some companies will do that. And I encourage you to do that. But specifically saying, how can I go on these micro courses, which is $100, $200, $300, and to improve myself, improve my skill set, and actually benefit the company because they're training you as an asset to be better. So why not utilize these resources and spend your time, right, to improve your skill set um, which generates more extrinsic value for the company, but also intrinsically benefit you and make you as a better person in general. Thanks so much for being with us today on the Career Fluencer Podcast. I hope you're feeling inspired, energized, and maybe learned a thing or two as well. Hey, before we go, grab your phone and text CAREER 
to 33777. We wanted to make it super easy for y'all to not only connect with us, but to never worry about missing an episode. It's free to do and only takes you two seconds. So right now, text C-A-R-E-E-R career to 33777. And last thing, we'd love your support to help us grow our career freelancer community, continue this podcast and inspire more people. So make sure to hit subscribe and rate our podcast, then tell your network about us and tag us on social at careerfluencer so we can thank you. That's all for now. Once again, this is your host, Cynthia Heisch. Stay tuned and I'll see y'all next time on the Careerfluencer podcast.